1: You are listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at slash Critical Role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's also uploaded to slash Critical Role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Tox Machina. Are we on the internet?
4: <laughs> no, no, I'm not ready. None of
1: us are. Tonight, With three party members missing in action, the gang makes a new friend, a formidable enemy, and experiences a tragedy no one was prepared for. Especially not Danny. We'll break it all down with my guests, Matthew Mercer, Taliesin Jaffe, and special guest, Ashley Birch. All that and more tonight on Tox Machina. Gotta start drinking now. (laughs) Back. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, esteemed panel of guests. Hello. 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 Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's been a week. Yeah, boy. It's it been hurts a week, a weekend. <laughs> it does, right? I know. The second I saw Talison today, I was like, ugh, I'm gonna be crying a lot. Yeah, Yeah. It's been cardio for the soul. It's it is. Just, <laughs> just, that's a good way to put just it. Tired. That's a great way to put it. Uh, well, we've got a couple of quick announcements we're gonna burn <laughs> through so we can get to the Content, as they say. Uh, We are headed to San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, Our San Diego Comic-Con panel is this coming Saturday, July 21st at 6.30 p.m. in room 6BCF. If you guys were there last year, it's the same room we were in last year. Yeah. You guys excited? Yeah. I haven't yes. thought about it. <laughs> <right. laughs> You've been a little preoccupied. have been a little preoccupied. Yeah. Yes. Uh, also, good news we will air that panel next Tuesday in the Tox Machina time slot, which will be great. Check out the details at critroll.com. What should we do next Tuesday since we're not going to be here? I vote drink.
5: I'm always a fan of drinking. Okay.
1: Yeah. Talison and I will be drinking. <laughs> we have movies to watch.
5: We have movies to watch.
1: watch. (laughs) Yes. We're going to watch the steamed fantastically made film wrist cutters. It's gonna come up today anyway. It's so gonna come no up today irony. anyway. Yeah. Uh for those of you with an alpha subscription, Matthew Mercer will be on Asinine Wisdom tonight at nine p.m. Correct.
3: after after dark. Yes. Studio happen. Yes. It's one of those nights. Should be interesting.
1: Well luckily we have the critical role helicopter that can take you to the <laughs> new... It's called uh, a lift. It's called a lift, yeah. Uh well I think that's it. Anything anybody need to plug or to uh um,
5: I need, to, I need to plug um, a few things. I guess I the only thing I want to plug is I'm also doing another panel at Comic-Con, which is I'm doing the Wednesday Club panel. Yes. So if you're still there on Sunday, I will be the last member of
3: Critical Role still at Comic-Con yeah. on Sunday. <laughs> like, we are Watch not, our shows, oh! We are not staying behind to I support know. you. I'm well aware. <laughs> Actually, off, off that, too, on, on the Saturday, before our Critical Role panel, I'll be on the Cartoon Voices panel. I believe it's 1 p.m. Ooh. Uh, as well with uh, Julian Nathanson, J.P. Karliak, uh, Kari Walger and a bunch of really amazing, talented people. I don't know how I snuck on there, but um, I do. it'll be fun and it'll be a way to kind of get your energy going for the eventual Critical Role panels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Um, check out everybody's Twitter for more details. I'm sure you guys have
1: that yes. information available. Uh, Wednesday Club tomorrow night. Yeah, what are you yeah. guys talking about? Eisners.
5: We're gonna we're gonna cover the Eisners and all of the and as yeah. many of the books that we can talk about about what's up for the
1: awards this year. Wow, so. fantastic! Yeah. Ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, well, without further ado,
6: I just got nervous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
6: why I have the bear.
1: That's okay. Emotional support bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I Am take I on the plane with running me.
6: Running my mic. Okay, you're
1: good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let us discuss. The Fated Episode 26 mm. of Critical Role Campaign 2 Found and Lost. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have some crit roll stats for this episode. Oh no. This will uh, be a nice icebreaker for us to get into the, before okay. we get into the heavy shit. Um, episode 26 has the most natural 20s in campaign two. Really? In a campaign two episode with a total of 14. <laughs> Holy really? Ma- many thanks to you, obviously, Yeah, Ashley. you were like, them off the whole time. Yeah, that guy never does anything for me, man. I don't know why really? I suddenly <laughs> liked you so much. Yeah, because you use one of Taliesin's dice, correct? Yes. Yeah. And I,
6: all of the different one-shots I've been on, I haven't. I don't have my own dice bag, so it's just but the wrist flick. I the guess. The
1: barroom br- uh, blitz one, you rolled like five natural twenties in that one too. Just don't yeah. get your own dice.
6: I know. Nope. I just need to yeah, borrow other yeah. people's. Yeah. yes Screw with their mojo and yes. then give them back. Yeah, that that's a well. fantastic yeah. idea.
3: <laughs> it's like a luck siphon. Just
1: nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I like you can just sit next to me when I play D&D, and that will be enough to transfer, you know. I don't
6: know. I wasn't but helping Sam have... out any. Well, yeah, that's true. That's
1: true. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Sam was not rolling well.
1: Yeah, that tuxedo acted like a uh, bulletproof <laughs> vest for for his roles. Um, so, total of 14 in this one episode, uh, tying with campaign one, episode 55, 61, and 100 um, for most nat 20s. Keg has the most natural 20s of any guest player in a single episode, which was four.
6: Damn. Four? Four? Yeah. Dang. And then two or twice in a row. Yeah. That was crazy.
1: Not to to diminish that at all, but it was a 17-hour episode, so. (laughs) (laughs) It did take a little bit of time. Molly got the Mighty nines 100th kill. Oh, And leads the party, uh, yeah. And uh, leads the party, or led the party, with 21 kills in all. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hot murder streak before dying, that's the way to go. You know, hot, hot murder streak. I love it. The hottest. We have seen seven of Molly's cards. Silver dragon, Mm -hmm. anvil, Mm -hmm. serpent, Mm -hmm. eye, moon, Mm -hmm. shadow, the mm-hmm. Chariot, mm-hmm. and meatloaf Paradise by the Dashboard. I just I made know, that
5: <laughs> Serpent should be, I think Serpent should be Dragon, just to check, but I'll, yeah, I think that sounds right. You hear that, crit roll stats? Uh, I'll have to double, yeah, it should be. I, I eventually I eventually
1: will finish that deck, regardless of, of anything that happens. You please do, Yeah. please do. Um, All right, before we get into the fan questions, I want to talk to you guys. Ashley, obviously welcome back to Critical Role and Talk to Machina. You were first time as a guest on a campaign episode.
6: Yes, yes, I've only done one shots before
1: this. What's the biggest difference?
6: (laughs) Oh, you know, in the one-shots, people didn't die quite as much. There was a bit less dying. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's cool to feel like I'm part of a a larger narrative that will have implications, obviously, past I'm sorry. (laughs) Stop stop (laughs) saying it, I'm so sorry. It's okay, it's
1: okay. We love Ashley. so much
6: fun.
1: (laughs) We love Ashley. I want to say, and Matt, jump in on this too, um, if you want. I want to commend you for, I know that there's a, a tiny, tiny, extremely insignificant uh, part of the community that likes to lash out sometimes at people. Uh, Marisha had a great tweet saying like, lash out at us all we want because we don't care. Do not lash out at the guests. And I just want to say, I thought that what you did was one of the most perfect examples of consistent role-playing choices Mm, that I have seen. Like beyond just giving yourself disadvantage because you were frightened, I mean, you acted how that character would have instead of going i'm going to deny that because i want to help out more or keep these people that have to be on the show every week alive or whatever else mm-hmm. you're yeah. probably grateful that she did that even though it turned out the way oh, she did oh i'm absolutely waited. grateful
5: and, and like just i mean like i'll say just from a math standpoint it wouldn't have done any good exactly at anyway. yeah, least <laughs> we,
1: yeah, we were yeah we were bad yeah we
4: were there was some bit over. bad rolling yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just Thank wanted to encourage that. you because I know it's probably uh, you've probably had so many emotions well, since be, Thursday. And to
6: be fair, everyone has been very nice directly to me. I have mostly heard whispers of people hating yeah. me, which is totally. Well, that's right, how it works on the internet. Yeah. That's exactly. how we're behind
3: closed doors and yeah. under covers that you aren't looking at. Right. Like, oh, she's great, but, but I don't. I felt that yeah. tension as
6: well because I, you know. And we didn't talk. I mean, I didn't know anything really about their stats or what they, how powerful they would be. But I had nervousness just knowing the history of this character, and yeah. there was a part where, I, a point where I thought, oh man, I really don't want to leave them in the lurch, but it just wouldn't feel true to the character. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's the first time I've ever done anything like that in a DD campaign as well.
1: It was so. a great choice, and it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was really a lesson <laughs> for me in role playing. It was like, whoa, that's that's how you really commit to it. Well,
3: and this is an interesting point too. It's choices like that. I've always said before. I'm I'm a big fan of bold choices in in your Dungeons and Dragons role-playing games, not just action-wise, but role-playing-wise. Going with what makes sense, regardless of if it's most, you know, strategically optimal, Mm -hmm. Um, and and sometimes knowing that it's a detriment to your character, because it's those moments, especially moments where you falter as a hero, Mm -hmm. that I think define the next step of your arc. It's it's being able to look at oneself and be like. I failed. Mm-hmm. That is a really interesting story to follow. And so, even just with that brief bit of time we saw keg, we got to see this very strong exterior, this very kind of um, cocksure, fuck you attitude. Mm-hmm. And then when faced with a, you know show your metal circumstance against a specific person that could shake that exterior, it was it was very wild and very unique to watch that completely crumble. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it's gonna have some really interesting, I'm excited to see what happens with Keg in the next episode or two. Me too, yeah. And we have another guest that's gonna come on and hopefully
1: kill someone else too this week, I believe. (laughs) Yeah. did you wanna, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Danny. Only I'm sorry. I
6: get to kill main characters, All right. That was, that was the deal me, that we made. We saw, it's
1: on the paperwork you signed before you came on. Choose which character kidding. of the Mighty Nine you don't want to see on the show anymore. It's not
6: true. I love No, it's, it's, it's
1: not so true. She, she,
5: she did take my character sheet later and like slowly cut it with a knife. Oh
1: my God, <laughs> Ashley. Goodness I gracious. I had to do sorry, it. I'm wow. So <laughs>
5: Way to kick a guy I, while he's blue. I have a worse
1: sense of humor for this particular <laughs> environment. I really should be You do allowed.
6: whatever you need <laughs> to do, Chelsea. So hey, <laughs> this is your show. We
1: laugh so that we don't cry into our frosted flakes. That's, That's, yes. What's what's <laughs> what's it been like for you since Thursday night? It's, what what's been going on?
5: Uh, um. Well, I hadn't slept the night before already. And then I didn't sleep
1: that night either. Yeah. Oh, you were not expecting when you showed up Thursday night that that would be no, the end of Molly's. No, I really was not. And then I went home and I
5: and I went fetal and had some feelings for a while and then eventually the sun rose and I was like, "Oh shit, I have not thought about another character. I was supposed to do this like months ago just have something waiting in the wings and no, I did not do <laughs> do you, any of that." You also had the finale of Gather, Gather your, party your Party the that next we had to night put together the 24 hours uh, later, and I did that, and uh, man. and other projects that I can't talk about that yeah. were like, well, this is, <laughs> oh god, You've this is the worst it. week. Ah. Yeah. but So I've spent the weekend
1: rolling a new character. <laughs> yes, that's exciting. Yes. I feel
6: like I owe you a cake, or a dinner, or a drink. <laughs> I
4: will happily
5: take that. <laughs> you should buy him a cake of something. A, a, I should! A, a drink in a cake, in a, I don't know what yeah. it would be like. You <laughs> just bring cake. Yeah,
2: that's true. That's not a bad. Yeah, thing. true. We can.
5: We can. We can yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. a big fan of stress eating. We so
1: don't okay. really turn down take like my feels.
5: Often. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it was. It was. It was. It was, it was, it was the weekend was we spent trying to figure out what, like after six months making Molly Mock uh, when we had our break and really thinking about it. It's like from that point, I'm like you have three days, get your shit together. It's like, oh.
1: oh no! Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. But it came out okay. I'm all yeah, good. I'm all right. I'm happy. Matt, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is. I noticed, I watched the episode twice because I was watching it live and then Ashley got home from work about halfway through the show and fell asleep immediately, which is what she does so she doesn't have to talk to me. And (laughs) um, that's what we all do. I woke her up because I heard, I was typing on my computer and then I heard Talison say, My blood maledict's gonna kill me. And I'm like, Wait, how many points does he have? That whole thing. I'm shaking Ashley and wake her up and she's like what's happening I'm like this is this is bad you need to you need to see this and then we re- rewound it and watched it again and I noticed there's times where you definitively frame things in a way that is not trying to wink at or hint to the characters necessarily in a direct way that something bad's about to happen or are you sure you want to do this or however else But I noticed you were hesitating a lot more than usual as things went on, even when you were going to bring out the map that I now want to burn ceremoniously (laughs) and send the remains somewhere. But you were like, I'm going to bring out this map. This is for you guys to think long and hard about what you want to do. What the heck was going through your mind? Did you think an encounter
3: this deadly would happen this early in the Uh, campaign? I mean. This particular group, the Iron Shepherds, is designed to be a very when they're all together in a space where they can work in conjunction with each other, they're a very dangerous, very dangerous group. Um, and I'd instilled that a bit with the history that Ashley's character had. And it was, you know as a, as a dungeon master, you have to prepare for many possibilities. and so i I'd thought about, the possibility of them just following them. And if they had kept the cart, they would never have caught up to them and it would have been just like eventually finding their way to the northern city of Shady Creek Run and then maybe trying to find information about them there, finding them in a public space, you know. Uh, If they did catch up, if they were just going to pursue them at a distance and kind of learn from them, Mm. you know, kind of intel gathering, or if they were going to, for a brief time, there was discussion about sneaking in the night and trying to get people out. I had that as a possible encounter set up in case that happened. And I had, in case they decided to attack them, you know some things that could go together, and so when I described the hills, the, the two hills on the sides, I had terrain pieces I put together real fast back there. And um, but as they progressed began begin to discuss this. It's one of those things where you have to decide, uh, try and give them signs of how dangerous this might be. Seeing that they were more than five was my first kind of real clue.
4: Mm.
3: Actually knowing how dangerous they are was another clue. Um, really trying to kind of without telling them directly. Are you sure you want to do this? This could possibly be very bad. Um, you know, because I don't wanna I don't wanna guide them too hard on a path per yeah. se. Um, and this honestly kind of acts as a lesson in the future to gauge what you're fighting. If you think there's any chance that it's not gonna work out, you know, ask, you know, how tough do they look? How, you know, can I can I really read what we're about to go up against? And uh and as it, i was nervous i was fucking nervous yeah. and you could you could see as it went on cuz i was like i i don't know how this is going to work and my intent with the battle was to show some surprises based on their intel through keg that showed that they really didn't know what they were up against yeah and as as a mortal man does was hoping to rely on that surprise to maybe be enough of a indicator that this might not be a fight, you should continue. Mm. Um, But you never know how your player's going to react, and I'm an imperfect person, and... uh, I could see you affected, though. Yeah, I think the point got across, I just, you know, it it happened (laughs) to have a high cost. You were,
1: I mean, normally you have these very eloquent and thought through, and even the improvised ones, descriptions of what was happening, and as stuff got so heavy, I noticed you were just like, Going from thing to thing and not even really taking a lot of time to describe it, I could see it, I visibly see it affecting you. Well, it was you. also like, getting late in the evening. It thing.
3: was, yeah, yeah <laughs> it was pretty late. And there's a certain moment of like, all right, we all want to get to bed at a certain hour, so I won't give a flowery description to Thug Number Two shooting a bolt and missing. Right, exactly. You right. know, yeah. so I don't feel like I have to really embellish that so much. The map came out after eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Man,
3: yeah. Well, it was, yeah. well, I was under the impression that like, well, this battle's going to go really quickly one way or the other. Either they're going to uh, spook the group, and they're going to keep running, which is the other possibility. But when they dropped the tree to break the first cart, it kind of locked them in place, and they wouldn't have sped forward. Mm. And so it kind of put it in this position. where like, all right, the battle's going down, and we'll see how it goes.
6: I feel like I should have known in retrospect too when, you, when we kept going, because I was like, it's after, because I saw the time, and I was like, it's after eleven. I should have known. Like he wouldn't be pushing us this far if you thought it was going to be a long battle.
3: <sighs> but you know that. It's that's part of how it works out and and, yeah. and yeah. any dungeon master who's ever run a game has had a point in the game where they've made an encounter that either they unintentionally made harder than they wanted to, or they didn't expect the party to go charging in, mm-hmm. you know, guns blazing and had to find a way to to get that point across. Yeah. And uh due to the nature of...
5: Welcome to level five. That, yeah. if, there's, if
3: there's anything that happens at level five, it's the
1: like, wow, we, we're, we're getting pretty good at the. No, we're not. We're
5: not getting good at this at all. This yeah, is
1: spiral is it yeah. possible, and I'm not, you guys know I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I def- <laughs> We definitely didn't land on the moon, but other than that, I am not <laughs> a big conspiracy theorist. But is it possible that the sexual energy coming from Sam's men's warehouse tuxedo <laughs> perhaps tilted...
3: The scales. I, 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 at home found myself. It distracts me continuously. Yes. Uh, which I think maybe might have been detrimental to the overall performance. Yeah, I think that's uh, fair estimation. Yeah. Yeah. I blame Sam personally. Okay,
1: that's but fine. Yeah, it it, yeah. it, it was
3: to, to, to bring it back around to your question. Yes, it was it was progressively more and more nerve wracking, because I care for these characters and I care for these people. Um, but I also have an in, I had an intent with this, mm-hmm. you know, encounter where they didn't do anything with it like they were, which was to show really what they're up against, and uh, the way the dice rolled was not in their favor. No, you know, like with no, with not. with the right, with the right plotting and the right rolls and the right setup, there could have been like a confrontation to a parlay. There could have like there were a lot of different ways it could have gone, as is the nature of the game, and it was just. Well. They did not go well. Oh. Yeah, and
6: but about as bad as it could have. Well, not as bad as it could have. As, as, no, <laughs> as bad as, as, as it could have. If, if Keg hadn't
3: stepped up and like used that relationship with uh, with the Iron Shepherds and specifically with Lorenzo to try and halt the battle, they could have got worse. They kind of could have wound up with other members being robbed uh, or being bound and dragged along.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Like it. Yeah.
6: It's good to know that that
3: was. Awful. Go ahead. Go, yeah.
6: No, I was just—I was just gonna say it was good to know that that, because when I was doing it, I was like, "This is so fucking futile. <laughs> this is not gonna have but, any impact."
3: But Lorenzo is a specific character. There's there's a vanity to him, and there is a
6: mm-hmm.
3: uh, an element of he enjoys the power and wielding it over other people that he knows mm-hmm. fear him, and so you kind of you played into that, and that was kind of really in that moment his flaw, and it, mm-hmm. and that saved. A lot further hardship, I think. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
1: Probably. So, yeah. It was fun. She's trying to make you feel better. I know. I'm just kidding. It's, it was kind I'm of kidding. working
6: until just then. Yeah, I'm weird. <laughs> Strangely.
1: Um, we're going to get to a few of our fan questions. And the first one, obviously, comes from your, my, our beloved Arsqueef. Arsqueef. Um, <laughs> positioned here behind the Dice Jail walls. <laughs> um, Matt and Ashley. How did you guys determine the information Keg had on the Iron Shepherds? How did you determine what she was going to know?
3: And I determined that. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: yeah. You know. And he
6: gave me uh, selective information, as yes. I learned on the day. Because <laughs> I did not know that Lorenzo could do that.
3: <laughs> no, and because it was the idea of, of the, your interaction with them. You weren't super tight with the group necessarily. Mm-hmm. And there are certain secrets that some characters keep close to their chest for when they need that trump card. And certain elements of that may play out in, in the next episode or not the, uh, of of you know Keg's knowledge and things, but, um, but yeah, that there were different facets that Keg just didn't either hadn't seen before, or didn't understand. Uh, she's not very. Smart. She's not very. She's not the brightest. Firefly dwarf in the, no. yeah. dwarf uh, in the shed. Yeah. Dwarf <laughs> <laughs> in
5: the shed. In your dwarf shed, yeah. Yeah. as you keep.
3: Them.
6: Yeah. That's where you keep your dwarfs?
3: Well, I thought I was the only one who had one apparently, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, so so it was a combination of of what information she could glean from the experiences she's had with them, versus what they themselves may have been able to get across. You know, mistaking yeah. the uh, the bard for a sorcerer because just a magic, a sorcerer of some kind, and then Lorenzo just having things close to his chest that he only uses selectively when he really needs to yeah. to make a point. Or to defend himself. Yeah. Oiled leather, leather wrapped chest. Yeah. hmm yeah. Very slick, oily.
1: <laughs> yeah, I forgot he was oily
6: at the end. He was oily at the end. Yeah. What's that, Danny? That's what he
1: would have wanted. 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 That's what he would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ashley. <laughs> yes. Aaron Michaela asks, "How did Keg feel after being charmed by Caleb? What made her follow them into a very uphill battle after that?"
6: I think Keg knew. I don't. Keg didn't know how bad that would be, um, but she'd worked with the Iron Shepherds for long enough to know that these were some very dangerous people. Mm. And I think, you know, Matt and I talked about that there was probably a lot of this plan of hers that was done while she was in a drunken stupor, thinking that she was powerful enough to handle this. Yeah. But I, I think that Keg kind of knew the closer that she got, like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do this on my own. And so, you know, it's sort of like, the twist of fate's had it that these people that had the same goal sort of showed up. Um, so I think, you know, Keg is sort of a, a she has a facade of being sort of cocksure and proud, but I think she, you know she's also a coward. Yeah. And she knew that like m- me versus the entire Iron Shepherds is not is going to end with me dead. Mm. So um, it didn't really. She I think she put up a little bit of a front, but it didn't take that much convincing. Yeah. Really, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. To join.
3: Wow. even with even with Molly messing with her head, she's like, ah, necessary evil.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: Talison. Mm-hmm. speaking of the blood maledict, Yeah. Um, this you question's from, I'll take bear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Talison. Uh, calm thyself with the bear while you answer this question. This is from Alec Tier. whatever. It's basically a rite of passage now if I fuck up your name on this show. Um, was that last blood maledict a desperation play, knowing by that point that if Lorenzo hit you at all, it would be fatal. Yes, that
5: was um, my plan. For what, it, for what it was worth, was to, since I was kind of locked in, I was going to try and just give him disadvantage on his. I assumed he would have two strikes against me, get disadvantage on those two strikes, hopefully dodge them, and then once he was engaged uh, with Bo, get the fuck away.
1: Yeah,
5: uh, which was like I don't really know, and like it, it was, it was a. Slightly better than it was a 50/50 chance. And it was like, yeah. I've been rolling like shit. What's the chances? You know, what's the, and then nope. That's that was the roll that that was that was the D6 that killed it. And I was like, that's <sighs> shit.
1: If only you had the golden snitch still. Well, I, it was a I D6 actually. so <laughs> wait, Oh it was yeah, a D6? you're right. It's a D6. Did you roll the golden snitch for the bad guys? Uh, for this one, yes. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, I take that. I take personal after offense campaign, at that. After this campaign, let's not give him the most powerful dice <laughs> on the <laughs> west coast. He's, he's going to mysteriously lose it any day now. Okay, good. It's going to happen. Matt, uh, Cas0707 asks, did Lorenzo feel in danger at any point during that fight? I think...
3: I don't know if I want to tell you. You don't You're have right. to. You absolutely don't have to. You can <laughs> I'd tell say, me after. I'd, I'd say from... From what you saw, I mean, he took some hits and burned a bit, but he put up a front of confidence that either you believe or not is up to you, but he did not seem to feel threatened. Wow. In his, in his presence. Mm.
6: He didn't react to being burned alive.
1: No. It's
6: a little disconcerting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did react to getting hot, sexy oil poured all over him.
6: <laughs> well, he seemed yeah. to
1: like it.
4: <laughs> you could say.
3: <laughs> I kind of waiting for it. You could, uh, you could say he he felt very comfortable, mm. just covered in oil. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting.
1: Well, something that that villain shares with Taliesin. That is fair. Mm-hmm. I'm covered um, in oil right now. Let's let's give away some free shit, shall we? Let's yes. Do it. Uh, our first giveaway tonight is honoring your epic gift making skills. It's time for gift of the week. Oh no.
4: Woo! <laughs>
1: Our winner for episode 26 <laughs> of Campaign 2 was sent in by Claudia Z on Reddit at Random Answers for Random Questions. Let's take a look. <laughs> 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 like oh s- amazing. helicopter Sky Cam uh, news report of the
4: <laughs> gang
1: war, slaughter in progress, glory run oh, road. No, oh my God. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Druids estimate the, the coldest the winter in the oh, past. Wow. Oh my God, Incredible. that's pretty magical. That's good. Congrats to you, Claudia Z. You have won this brand new softest shirt alive. Not the best detective Ooh. agency. Yeah. Yes. Nice. This is nice. Tiny it's so soft. Mm. Oh man, Talison has cried into this shirt, increasing its mm-hmm. value by millions <laughs> and millions of pesos. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you can submit. <laughs> we got there, Chief. <laughs> your gifts at Submit at Talksmachina.com. Moving on. Tallison. Mm. Uh Debana Knight wants to know what was going through your mind when Matt asked for your final words? Was it hard to come up with Molly's response or was it easy? Oh no,
5: Molly's response was easy. Uh Molly Molly's not complicated in that direction, and his his feelings on death and violence are pretty pretty easy. Mm. Um I was kind of in a fugue state for most of that. I was like, "Well, this is—I'm either gonna wake up or I'm not. This is this is really fascinating." Um, it didn't really—it it didn't fully hit me till hours later. Later, so.
1: I feel like I know the answer to this question, but I want to hear it from you. Was yeah. Molly afraid of death ever, or maybe post the other stuff that had happened to him, but pre this moment? No. Um, it. it
5: I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to articulate it correctly, but it was very much every. Everything felt like it felt borrowed at this point, mm. and. You mean time? Yeah, he 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 was not somebody who felt a lot of ownership to to to. to he, he he was he was aware that that so much could go wrong in any moment that he just didn't really, lean into it that hard, and so. It was very much the, oh, I woke up, that's great. That's still working. Whatever, whatever it was that's been working for this long and is still working, holy cow, we're going to go forward with it. So it was never, he was, he was definitely not. Um, Afraid? No, he was, he was aware it was going to come eventually and was probably going to come earlier rather than later. Yeah. So it was not, yeah, it was, it was definitely a.
1: Did he think it would happen coming from a guy doing the worst Ford impression you've ever heard? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can be prepared for uh I'm just kidding that. I love uh, it. I mean and and
5: and it, as 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 ways to go existed mm-hmm. I think that was a very Molly way to go just Yeah. just bitchy and defiant the bitter end. Yeah,
1: I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved that moment. Yeah. Especially Yeah, without any time to really prepare, you just no. you knew that character so well. Oh yeah. yeah, he was just he was on he was in for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Matt Antallison, uh, Trevani asks, there's some belief during the first campaign that Vox Machina were basically gods and couldn't die. Do you think that Molly Mock's death is important as a reminder that mortality should be present in games and helps the narrative overall? Uh, curious if your answer is going to be my answer, but go ahead. Uh,
3: I mean, I, I think it is important, depending on the, try and st- the type of story you're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's hard to have high stakes in a game. Like Dungeons and Dragons, if the threat isn't there, mm. it's not necessary. There are many games you could play, uh, or many ways you can run D&D in which you know the primary focus is everyone's fun. And if anyone you feel is going to not have fun if their character dies, then don't necessarily do that. Um, we know each other well enough, and we trust each other, and understand that there can be new, fresh joy out of a new story and a new character. And sometimes the death of a character can be a very impactful. A wonderful thing for a narrative moving forward, that uh, you know we don't see it that way. And so I, they trust me, and I trust them enough to know that death is something that can be prevalent in the campaign. It can be a threat, and if it does happen, everyone takes it, feels it, grieves, moves on, and carries that moment as a new baton for whatever the next part of the story has. So I think wow, yeah. I think it's important for our story. I think it's a it's. I mean I don't want to say like it's a nice reminder, but I think it's it's an important reminder that there are consequences to scenarios there are terrible people that will do terrible things and, and ultimately their heroic journey is to try and stop these people from doing what they're doing mm. and there will be things lost and there will be things gained and you know the all the elements of, of the the hero's journey are a part of that um, so it's not necessary for every game by all means, but
5: no and I'll, I even go so far as fiction in general it's it's one of those things that uh unless the story is necessarily about death, it's not necessarily something that pops up very often. And there are there are plenty of stories where if you get to the end of the book, that character is basically immortal at that point. despite the fact that if you kept following the inevitable the inevitable crush of death, I mean, um, you know, you have Snow White and the Seven Doors live happily ever after them, But at some point, at some point, it, it 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 ends as all things end, and this is, I, I sometimes feel like fiction kind of can give us a pass on that. We're like, oh no, they're fine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're only fine because they're not real. <laughs> like that's it's it's kind of a it's it's a way of cheating of cheating death in a weird way. Of this being yeah. in this little fictional vacuum, and, death, and we don't really have that though. Yeah.
3: not for our game. And death hurts. Oh, death is awful, but death is also very important. And I think, uh, in a weird way, as is a lot of. D and D and role playing games are. There is catharsis and there is therapy, kind of that comes from us grieving and dealing with even a fictional character and a fictional world's death. Mm. Um, I know, I mean Vax's story, the last campaign, that whole crazy arc had its own uh, experience for a lot of us, and uh, this has definitely been a, a, a rough. Go. This is almost Losing this, is, this, is,
5: this is the almost the gothest you've ever been right now. I'm so proud <laughs> Oh shit. I'm so proud. How, yeah, how big of I a goth learned, boner do you know have right now? God. Oh, I'm sorry. oh
3: god. <laughs> but yeah, Man. it's um, it hurts, but it, but I think it's important. And yeah. I'm yeah. I'm in a weird macabre, way, I'm excited to see where the story goes from here. Mm. Mm. Me too.
1: You too?
5: Oh yeah. I mean like okay. I was panicked because I'm like I don't have a good idea, but now I'm
1: you I have a good like, idea now. Good. Yeah, a really thing. good idea. Now. Pretty happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Man, oh. Ashley, yes. uh, NeuroSquared asks, "How did you feel in the, when Lorenzo's group showed abilities you didn't expect them to have?"
6: At first, I was really afraid that I had just forgotten something that Matt had told me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, <we're> like <laughs> checking the notes fiercely. Yeah, like,
6: wait, wait, wait. I didn't. You know, wait, he's a fighter. I thought he was a fighter. Um, and then I, and then I felt, and then I felt very justified and, and good about the RP that I had done, because mm. um, I always thought that she was scared of them. Um, and then seeing how they, seeing how they were, I mean, even if she had been brazen at that point, and then the big guns had gotten pulled out, that would have been another opportunity to be like, oh wow, I'm even more fucked than I thought. But well, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Terrifying, but I also sort of assumed that there would be. I, I wouldn't. I did not think in a million years that, especially like Laura and Travis aren't here. I kind of <laughs> felt like the babysitter that like dropped the baby a little bit. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> I just thought, I was no, like, there's no way it's gonna happen. You know.
1: That was me the first time I met Travis and Laura's baby. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, that's a, that make, that's a good point. Um, do, you, do you feel like you got to answer that? enough before my stupid joke? Yes. Okay, yes. good, just making <laughs> I have to check now. Um, I'm
5: sitting on the same, t- same side of the table with you, because I, like, I felt I felt the chill from like over there of like, oh no, she didn't know. <laughs> she didn't know any of this. <laughs> no. We're so screwed.
6: I did feel nervous the entire time, though, which I thought was pretty cool, which is a testament to how well uh, Matt kind of uh, mm. uh, helped prepare me, mm. that like even not knowing going in what their abilities were going to be, I, the entire time was like, I don't think we should be doing this, I don't think we should be doing it. Like, I was so nervous.
1: <sighs> yeah, I haven't screamed that much at my TV since the Drop Dead Diva finale. <laughs> that was rough. Talison. Yeah. Pretend I, pretend I didn't say what I just did with an answer to this question. From Tommy Dybel, mm. what were Molly's final thoughts?
3: Oh god. <laughs> clutch the bear I need the bear again.
1: <laughs> yeah
5: um i i'm i mean i mean they're they were easy and simple and base which 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 was and i've i've been having a, a a lot of thought about these words uh even before the death, is that it's 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 the uh it's the immense and 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 sort of reasonable and and wonderfully uh, uh sustaining uh, emotion of well fuck you too. Yeah. <laughs> so it was his last thought was fuck you too, yeah. which was just the the righteous more reasonable cousin to fuck you. Yep. Yeah. Well, fuck you too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, man. Not a yeah, no no fear, no panic. Yeah. Just goddamn it.
1: Yeah. Matt, uh, Technicolor Tech, wants to know, were the Iron Shepherds always intended to be antagonists for the party down the line, or were they something new you came up with in the circumstances of having Ford and
3: Jester leave earlier? Uh, They were part of the world building in that northern region where they were headed. They were intended to eventually maybe cross paths or be an an element of the world up there uh, once they got there. With having to plan for Laura and Travis leaving, I had to weave. This was my way of weaving them into the story sooner to find a way to take them out of the game for a while, but also make it, you know, hopefully interesting for the players and interesting for the story. And uh-huh. um, so, so I weren't. I wasn't intending it to become for them to become such a uh, an immediate and, and intense antagonistic force. But part of part of being a game master, dungeon master, is is adaptation. Yeah. You know, you can only plan so much. You just kind of have to keep it loose and see what happens, what the players do, where who can be available, and where it's going, and then just kind of plug things in where it makes sense, so that it feels natural and you're still somewhat prepared while flying by the seat of your pants. And so, yeah. um, with Laura and Travis leaving, uh, and then Ashley having to go back, it was very much like, well, you know what, this would be an interesting way to uh, to handle the scenario, and raise the stakes, and bring in a cool group of antagonists that I hadn't planned to yet. And uh, sure, let's see where it goes. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate I'll get it. Get out of my system eventually. It's yeah. too easy. No, it no, so I welcome it. I welcome it. I will. I will tank all the yelling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've been, been taking it for almost a week now. So. Yeah, that's true. All of us. I've
5: hey. been on the internet. No, you shouldn't. Good. No, no. I've like I've like hopped on to like tweet three things and then yeah. Tweet like three I mean, there's that people are that unrated. are
1: just. Probably tweeting such endearing and wonderful memories oh, sure. and art, and you'll get to it eventually. But you have to have your I'm own time to kind yet. of process yeah. things. Yeah, and, totally yeah. Not in the mood yet? Yeah, you have to be in the mood for that. I get. I got there. Yeah, Danny, how are you holding up?
2: Uh, well, the final thoughts were almost my breaking point. Right then, that was pretty terrible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Poor Danny was had a hard Thursday night. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry.
2: Hey buddy, buddy.
1: <laughs> I ask. Anybody?
2: Yeah, hey, I have a question. Uh, I have a question for Ashley. Yes. Uh, Keg came across as very self-preservational, uh, yet you, she chose to sacrifice herself to save the remaining Mighty Nine. Can you talk more about that decision? For somebody who came across so like, I'm going to take care of myself, I have to get this revenge, and then to walk forward and be like, no, take me instead. But one thing that Matt and I talked about um,
6: Specifically, when it came to Lorenzo, because we there was the question of like, are they going to shoot me on sight? Basically, if they if we come across each other, and and I remembered Matt saying specifically that you know Lorenzo is the type of dude that wants to make likes to make examples of people, and so I think Keg would know that 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 you know she would ma- she'd probably have some fear of of dying if she went too far, but if she were to prostrate herself, then it would be unlikely that he would. He might like maim her, or do something gnarly, but not necessarily kill her. So, um, and in in a way, it was also a form of self-preservation, but I also think, you know, I mean, well, we'll get into it next week.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Um, Have we we talked about how long she's going to be
3: joining us for?
4: Oh
1: yeah.
3: No, I guess we could do that now. Yeah, because yeah, so, there've been questions about it. Yeah, uh, Ashley will be joining us uh, for the next two sessions, mm-hmm. and then we'll be uh, jumping on to uh, be with us at Gen Con for the yes. live show. Very excited about. Can't wait. So, yes, yeah, so we we get we get keg for, for three more uh, three more sessions mm-hmm. hopefully.
1: Fantastic. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Ooh, a Tox Machina exclusive, Matt. Hey, look at that, <laughs> uh, Talison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lick the cow. Happy wants to know. <laughs> bless, them, bless all the names. Wow. Uh, Molly seems like the perfect candidate for Matt's lingering soul class. Considering your history of using Matt's homebrew classes, will you consider taking it if offered? Um, can, can I, I can I can actually I don't I don't normally like giving
5: unequivocally. No. Yeah. Uh, I I really like Matt's lingering soul class. I think that the idea of putting somebody who's such a sensualist, like Molly, in that state would be the most, I mean, like, literally that would be just bringing the character back to make them so unhappy and so Mm -hmm. awful. Like, it would be, there's no version of Molly that comes back as a ghost that isn't just desperately wanting it to be over, it's just, it's the worst thing to do to somebody who's literally their entire life is about Tactile experience is to be like, welcome back. Everything you love
3: is gone. I'm like, oh, yeah. no, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. no. Yeah, the lingering soul class I developed. Uh, it's not angry at anybody. Yeah, well, the lingering soul class. I mean, it's hopefully it's fun for those who've tried it out. Um, I love it. I, I, I'm really proud of it. Um, but it's it's more designed for me narratively at least how I want to run it. Uh, the person's soul lingers because their sheer. Force of will, at the moment of death will not let them pass on. There is something unresolved, whether it be vengeance, whether it be uh, somebody they have to protect or get to a point, or something that needs to be destroyed, or something that is so such a powerful focus for their reason to live that when they die, they won't accept it. Which is that, literally the opposite, opposite of, of Molly. Molly exactly. <laughs> it's literally the opposite. So, so like, so I, I, I had it ready, in, you know, in case a circumstance allowed itself in the story where a party member got to that point and it made sense. And as soon as Molly fell, and I thought about it for the session, I'm like, no, nah, yeah, yeah. Not Molly. especially
5: like even from our earliest conversations, some of the very nature of like who and what I designed Molly to be, yeah, which I fit. can't necessarily, I don't want to talk about just because I don't want to mess up anything you have
3: yeah, planned. No, don't, don't talk about that. I won't talk about because that. Because even, but like, even even if a character is gone, it doesn't mean their story is resolved. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's true. But it, yeah, from a fundamental build of Molly it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, like, it wouldn't, work. yeah it wouldn't have worked. How do you feel Talison did with the Bloodhunter class? I think I think you did great. Have it's fun. it's a, you know it took a little getting used to. You had played ranged characters for so long. I know. Long. <laughs> I, was
5: a, I was a little nervous, but I'm 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 very proud of my record now. Of the, the was 21. Yeah, wow. 21 yeah. confirmed kills. Feeling pretty it's, good about that.
3: It's a it's it's a class that takes some balls because you have because you have a lot of your stuff is based on self injury. Yeah. But if built right and played right, you can do some serious damage. Have some interesting utility, uh, some fun you know narrative threads that the the class has built in. And uh, I think Molly was a, a great, different take on the class than a lot. A lot of people tend to go very like you know grim, dark, almost mm-hmm. witcher. You know, as like you know, uh, I'm trying to destroy all the evil in the world, and like, you know, kind of a less yeah. cool blade, if you will. <laughs> um, so, so I thought Molly was such a very unique and interesting example of showing that you can play all sorts of personalities and archetypes with this class. Um, and and still play with the flavor and have it fun. I I mm. love
5: I love having that kind of character too where like I take a class. I love taking a class that's really meant to be one thing and being like, Why can't why can't we do it this way instead? This is kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. I'll be having that again soon.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Sooner than you mm. think, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, well, I, I'm a little sad that we didn't get into some of the later abilities oh, from yeah. Blood Hunter. I was but, really um, excited by quite a few.
1: Yeah, I was really but. interested to see, because I went and reread it that night, because I was looking to see the rules for the Blood Maledict. It's it's a it's a slow burn. Yeah, it is a slow burn, but it can get pretty epic. Yeah, yeah.
3: level eleven especially for that build with the the uh, Order of the Ghost Slayer gets pretty crazy, and with it, <laughs> especially with the recent tweaks we had done, like it would have been a point where you were doing four attacks in a single round, oh, and, oh. and 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 traveling through terrain and creatures like a spirit. While yeah. Like, wow. yeah. You can start, start to phase. The wow. That's crazy. That's so cool. But, uh, Man. A bit less.
5: Been 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 cool. less. Yeah. Other, uh, people, other people can put Molly Mark in their games. You
3: can do all sorts uh, of things. That's true. Yeah. Please, please do that. You have my permission. Especially please. when yeah. they get their uh, Kickstarter minis. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, Any folks playing any any wildmount campaigns or planning to go there. You know, By all means, continue that thread as you see fit. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's part of our big thing with with playing this game and, and releasing the last campaign guide and, and helping present this information to the community. is, you know, it's, As much as it's our game, we also want it to be a gift and an invitation for everybody else to come and play in that space. And, yeah. you know, invite you guys to, to take, take elements of the story and run with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a few
1: more questions, but first, let's give away some wood. <laughs> is it oh, okay? Hardwood. Our next wood? giveaway is for you fans that create and send in incredible art from moments during the show. It's time for fan art of the week. Yeah! Hey! Fan art
3: Woo-hoo! of the week. Oh, look no, at our like dad! That? I love it. Our new
1: gift of the week <laughs> and fan art of the week. Uh, what are those called? Bumpers. 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 Were done by. Our friend and yours, Wendy Doodles. She's yes. So and animated by your, my, our beloved, Arsqueef.
4: <laughs> <Arshqueef! laughs>
1: so thank you, both of you, for doing that. We love them. So Wendy's done our intro video, our new intro video, and both of those. So we Aww. love you, Wendy. Slap Ryan on the butt for me. This week's fan art winner was sent in by Emmy Linders, AKA at Jess. To, Matt, help me! I can't read just that far. Just to the nines. Oh, Let's so take a hurt, look. Isn't it? It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, wow.
6: oh. That's beautiful. Oh,
1: that's some Thanos shit right there. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of gave me that vibe today when I saw it. Oh, oh Talisman. There's some art. I'm aware. There I'm is some art. I'm going to open
5: up Twitter, and it's just gonna oh. hurt. We're compiling a lot oh. of it for
1: you to look at. Oh man. Oh wow. Yeah. That stuff. Well so beautiful. I know. Thanks to everyone who submitted. Congrats to you, Emmy. you have won this Cherry Dice Tower with cartography by our favorite, Devin Rue. This is insane. It's beautiful. Um, Chief, give me some love on this thing. This is uh, the detail, it's hard to really see, Uh, the detail is absolutely incredible on this. Oh, Um, we are. There we are. There we go. It's literally engraved into the wood. (laughs) There it
4: is.
3: Uh (laughs) You're helping. Good job, buddy. I'm here to help.
1: Congrats. (laughs) You have won my wood. Thanks to our friends at Wormwood Gaming. Make sure to check them out at wormwoodgaming.com. They're currently not for sale yet, but keep your eyes and ears open. You can enter our weekly contest by emailing your gif or fan art to submit at toxmocketa.com. Rules for our contest are available at CritRoll.com. Moving on. Matthew. Yeah, oh so Rose 11 asks, if Molly <laughs> hadn't run into Lorenzo, do you think Bo would have been made his
3: example instead? Uh, that could have been very possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean literally his his I mean, I don't know how low Bo was in hit points at the time, but at the very least he probably had a good chance of probably knocking her unconscious. she also was hit by the the cone of cold 20, 20 points during that cone of cold right yeah Something well like that. that was with the successful save for the failed oh. save it was a lot more 20, yeah <sighs> um, and Funky. and I've seen and I've seen people going like you know it's unfair in order to cast that spell he has to be like 14th level like fighter wizard I'm like no you don't know all the stuff behind the scenes there's a reason yeah. he has it you're um, fine I, I like that you're excited but but we're fine yeah um, but it was seeing her like up on the horse, defensive, more ready to go, and the fact that Molly had just come by with like this huge hit and was on his last legs visually between the two, and it was basically just an easier target. And mm-hmm. it was more of like a, if I'm going to choose between the two, I'm going to go with him because he's right there. And Why uh, did I misjudge that fight? I know. That's it, okay. happens. it happens. It happens. Uh, this is the second character of yours that I've killed in all the time we've played. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Was yeah. there a whole game from the old, Aldous, oh, the old man, campaign? Yeah. All this. That's right. Yeah, wow. well, he was eaten by by uh, ghouls, yeah. so so that was more gruesome, I think. My yeah, goodness, pretty yeah, bad. yeah, I thought bad. you
6: weren't eaten by anything. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> he had
5: it coming. That was that was a <laughs> that, was some, that was some poor planning. Was he another <laughs> teenage asshole, to Allison? Uh, all, all this was, was 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 he was he was kind of a mad monk character. He was a little hmm hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. strange one. he was fun. Um, like to set things yeah. on fire. Uh, I forgot the
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just about if Bo would have been the next oh, you yeah, yeah. I feel like you answered. Beau, it. Beau, if,
3: if it wasn't Molly, Bo was the next in line and it would have been, yeah, and there's yeah. a good chance that she would have gone unconscious. And if you wanted to parlay, it would have been, you know, a well, who do you want to trade? Do you yeah. want to take her place, Keg? Oof. You know, yeah. and there would have been a chance there. Oh, that gave
1: like, that
2: made me.
3: I don't me like, it, dude. This is true to the character. Yeah, he's an yeah,
2: asshole. He
1: have Mercer. Jesus.
2: Like fairies and just have happiness. The fairies' and last campaign in the Feywild. They
3: murdered the pixies. They sided with the werewolves
1: into the Eye of Doom, the Ziggurat. Right? Didn't the pixie go into the? Well, yeah. Well, she send the. We did. She did. She. Oh, fairies. Yeah. But Matt said pixies can be fairies.
4: <laughs> oh,
1: Danny said that we're sending her on vacation after this. Yeah, <laughs> we have to. She won't survive otherwise. Uh, Talison, mm. Dungeons and Geese, our mm-hmm. other favorite game, um, wants to know. <laughs> oh, wait, that was great. Yeah, that was what did you good. do when you left the table after
5: Molly's death? Uh, I went and 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 hugged Danny for a while and was like, "Well, God, okay, I'm just yeah, gonna ignore the game for a storm. while." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
2: think we literally sat, they sat there like. I cried really hard yeah. in your arms. I think you mostly were comforting me. Well, I was, yeah. I
5: was comforting you mostly. I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really cry hard until I got home.
2: Yeah, yeah. it was. It was a lot of like cuddling on the couch and just. So
5: being Cry upset. if someone else is crying.
2: crying. Right? Yeah. I was.
5: Helping. You were. You were very helpful when you. Oh, just <laughs> never let the fucker see you cry. No, well, <laughs> yeah, you can let the fucker see you cry. It's yeah. Okay.
3: I'm let all the fuckers see me cry. It's too late yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When you got
1: up, you said something like, "I don't, I don't want to see this. Right? I, I want to watch yeah, this. Well, was watch that this. because you thought more people were about to die behind you?
5: No, I was just like, I was having a panic attack and was like, "I'm out. Oh yeah. God, I, I like, I need to go away from this and like, I don't even want to know what happens next. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I don't want to watch everyone panic. Oh man, <gasps> I know. Um. <laughs> Burial grounds. Back to the bear. Yeah, the, you just pass that bear around. <laughs> no. Whoever no. needs it gets it. Um, Ashley, burial grounds asks, "What went through your head when Lorenzo made Keg bend her knee? Did you expect him to spare her?"
6: I was I was nervous. Uh, I thought I was at least going to get like a limb, something. I thought I was going to get something lopped off yeah. at minimum. Mm. Yeah. So I was pretty surprised uh, when when he just let us go but yeah, I was I was preparing for something. Uh, yeah,
1: beard shaving. shaving. Uh, yeah, just yeah. Of which
6: would have been the unkindest thing he could have done.
1: Yeah, okay. that been trying to got... grow
6: that for, yeah. every that's morning. part of her backstory. <laughs> just just uh! pushing it out, that's yeah. what I do to mine. <laughs> part revenge, part anger, and then part beard growing, and then part anger, and part group. Yeah. That's, your,
3: no. that's the pie graph.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, somebody had asked if, Molly was in the Soul Stone. <laughs> 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 Which I thought was great. It's, Molly is definitely the Soul Stone. <laughs> yeah. Um, Talison, uh Kriven Sfiegel asks Given Molly's apparent uh, laissez faire attitude towards life, would he have considered his death at the hands of Lorenzo worth it?
5: Uh, as long as Bo got away, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you help people out. That's what you fucking do. Don't mm. be a dick. Mm. So, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm breaking you. I'm so sorry. (sighs) That answer's hard. It's
2: not not okay.
5: (laughs) (sighs) If for no other reason, that means that, like, forever he won, which is great. Yeah. Because. You know he, she's kind of awful, and now he's like he has an eternal one-up now, which is also kind of <laughs> yeah.
4: Really that, that is very. Yeah, it is really.
5: What's, what's the phrase from Buckland? So it's like I'm just gonna hold on to every argument I've ever had and, and like get the last worded right before I die. I've got like 27 ready to go. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> That's,
4: That's so good. Fuck you! Fuck you!
1: Fuck you! Fuck you! Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Oh my god. Uh, Matt yeah. Trish, Trisha Chica asks. I was really fearing no mercy from Lorenzo. How did you decide to have him spare the rest of the party? Did he fail against Keg's persuasion, or were there other factors you included in your decision?
3: Uh, The the persuasion rung through. Mm -hmm. Um, He he failed against that idea because she she knew where to cut through. Um, Knew that all these faceless people to him made no difference. But because they were traveling with Keg, and Keg, his whole thing here was, they were all gnats. Keg was the one that he knew, and the one that that he essentially was trying to, to break. You know, the whole like, oh, oh, is this important to you? Mm -hmm. You know, was that was that kind of a power play? And so, um, it was going to continue. It was just going to keep, whether it be killing them or capturing them or breaking them. It was just going to be like a knock over each domino until she breaks. And so, the minute that she gave in and essentially put up the white flag, he was like, okay. And and then at that point was as as is his nature is, you know, set an example, leave an example, and spread the word. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. People yeah. don't fuck with me because this happens. Wow. And he has a reputation.
1: Yeah. Ashley, Fox 881 asks, Were you expecting the Mighty Nine to discover you were once a part of these slavers groups so quickly?
6: Um, I was well, after it happened, I was like, Yeah, I guess that, that's the most logical conclusion for me to have this much information about them. But um, I was expecting it to maybe keep going until Shady Creek, mm. um, but I didn't know that Liam would <laughs> that spell, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was great. It was yeah. awesome. Um, but I thought I, I thought it wouldn't come up until maybe next game. But yeah. but I think I, th- I kind of like that. You know, like yeah. the best laid plans. You know what I mean? You yep. just have to yep. throw it out the window. That's, that's,
3: that's, that's kind yep. of that's one of the wonderful things about this game yeah. is, is you're like I have I have a a good thought out idea of how things will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: If, yep. if, yeah. <laughs> if,
5: if anything, I'm so glad that Sam was like willing to say out loud, this is the best plan we've ever had. Just so I can just, next time I see him, be like, yeah, how'd, how'd that work out, man? <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, all those times we're like, trust us, we're just going to wing it, it'll be okay. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, it was a, good plan. It was a like, good plan. Like, I was really proud of your guys planning and plotting on that. It was a good thing. It was a series of bad dice rolls, a couple of bad strategic choices, and a foe that was just. A little bit beyond you, with yep. all those circumstances combined, yep. and so, like, I mean, to Sam's credit, he was right. It was a good plan. Was Not a good man. plan. Mm. No, plans don't matter. Though. But, but, yeah. you know, a plan lasts. You know, what's what's the adage? No, 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 no plan, plan lasts no, contact no, with, with the, the enemy. enemy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. What survives contact with the enemy? You yeah. want
1: to say something, Danny? Yeah,
2: there's also there's also the fact that, uh, Molly himself said this is going to be a cursed trip. I am just going to go ahead and accept that terrible things will happen. I thought you said I that. Did. He did
5: so.
6: Oh
5: no! Yeah, he knows. You know,
3: I oh. did the weird portions. The 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 weird like looking yeah. back and going, oh, oh, it's like we do. Oh, <laughs> this is weird. Uh, we
1: only have time for a couple more, so I'm yeah. gonna squeeze them in here. Oh, Donny boy, <laughs> Danny boy, 94. Uh, Talison, what would be Molly's parting wisdom or advice for the members of the Mighty Nine? Oh Lord. Um. Boy, I haven't thought about this at all. You can pass. I have another um, one for you. Oh, yeah,
5: no, he's, he's, he doesn't. Yeah, his advice would be terrible. No. Just lighten up. Yeah, whatever. Join but the circus. Join a fucking circus. Life's yeah. short, eat a bagel.
1: Yeah. yeah. Life short, eat a bagel.
5: Do something to a bagel.
1: Yeah, um, yeah go ahead. Life short, do something, something to, to a bagel. bagel. Now, I don't want to give away too, too, way too much about my backstory, but I've lived by that adage for quite some time. So. I knew this is where
5: we would, we would mix.
1: I'm, I'm happy for another one, yeah. but. Uh, Matt. Yes. Oh uh, God, okay, do I get the last one? Klein 9 no you don't. Uh, if Yasha, Ford, and Jester were in one of the cages, would it have been possible for any of them to have witnessed the death of our beloved Molly? Uh, sadly,
3: no. The uh, the nature of the illusion that cloaks the interior of these prevents them from seeing out. They actually have a tarp over them, like it's like yeah. cages, and there's a like a large cloth tarp that's wrapped over them, uh, so they have no visual perspective of where they are. Mm. Um, it's it's part of keeping them docile and in check uh, while they transport them. I kept flashing to the garbage pail kids movie when they're in like the. Oh. No, They have Santa Claus in the cage, it just says, too fat, and you're just like, no! (laughs) One, amazing reference. Two, I'm sorry that I forced you to have any memory of of that movie. (laughs) Oh my god. Bad movie, good date, that's all I'll say. I think I know that story. Yeah,
1: you might. All right. (laughs) We can tell it on After Dark. Taliesin, it's only fair that we end the night with a question for you. Yeah, bring it. Spirit Chrysalis asks, The critical role fandom response to Molly's murder echoed how profoundly he's touched the hearts of many in a short time. From your perspective, what meaning and beauty do you see in Molly, and what takeaways stand out for you in remembering him? Ooh, um, okay. I, I, get, I get to. Uh,
5: Molly is no different in my head than he was last week, which is my um, deep. That, that is where I get to have an easier time than everybody else which is that I you know it's no different for me I just don't get to trot him out on Thursday mm. um, he the character was was based off of is like any good characters based off of like several friends some of whom are not with us anymore and several experiences as a as a as a teenager and like Places and, and people I've gotten to be, and things that profoundly, profoundly uh, had effects on me. Uh, we were talking about Risk Cutters, a love story, being like that was like one of the first. I've I've been listening to, to Molly's playlist, which I'm sure I have to put out now, which is now way harder to listen to because there's <laughs> a lot in there. Yeah, but like there's a, a there's a song off the soundtrack of Risk Cutters that was because that movie had a lot of um, uh, that good Carney family vibe and how carnival families work and how sort of these. Weird, bitchy people take care of each other, and there was a there was for many years there was a archetype in film an archetype in in, in, in storytelling that was very much this kind of character, and I f- I haven't seen this character in in anything in a long time, and I'm I've I've like barely t- I've read like a couple things that people have read uh, have written where they've kind of gotten this notion of of. You're you're supposed to live your life, and and there's a way of both not giving a fuck about what people think, but giving a fuck about people. Mm. And he was never a character who needed to be fixed, and he was never a character who needed permission for anything, and it's, I mean, you go in with a character like Iron Man, where you're like waiting to watch them become a good person, or you go with a character like Captain America, where it's, I want to see this good person's effect on the world, and he was never, there was never going to be a profound change in Molly. His whole notion was just, his perspective and how it affected everything around him. It was so he was if, if there was anybody who had un, he never had any unfinished business. His only unfinished business was just barreling through every person he ever met and making them deal with him. Wow. So yeah, make people deal with you, but but make sure that dealing with you is always a positive and, and kind uh, kind experience. So yeah,
4: there you go. <laughs> hey. Yay! Oh <laughs>
5: Uh. Quick, bring me my dice, I need to soak them (laughs) in the tears of the DM. I love you, I'm sorry.
1: What was your favorite part about playing him?
5: Oh man, the terrible accent, the... the, (laughs)
4: The uh,
5: No, I'll actually say it was being able to be uh, like a a teenage version of myself on graph paper was really nice.
4: Mm.
5: (laughs) It was like, oh, I could be 22 again and just terrible and it's great. Uh, The art was also spectacular. And every now and then running into somebody who really got what I was trying to do and, and seeing that it they that they identified was it with it. Yeah. So every now and then I would meet somebody who was like, I I get what you're doing. This is amazing. I'm like, oh
1: thank you. So the cosplay's been incredible too. <gasps> cosplay's is incredible. Cosplay. I saw a lot of people don't stop the cosplay. Please. A lot of people asked if your next character will please be easier to cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: I it will. It yeah. will. It's it's <laughs> It's a different kind of fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm right. very Yeah, I, I may have accidentally oh, yeah? given you a sneak peek. I may have seen it a little bit. was
1: yeah, sorry. A <laughs> little teaser. Um, it's beautiful. We got to wrap up because something may explode in Max's pants pretty soon if we don't. Um, <laughs> Talison, I want to say to you as your friend and I know you're going to hate this, but you make memorable characters and you make memorable choices that I think have a bigger impact than you know we can see just because we see the response online. Jesus Christ, I'm not nearly drunk enough to start crying. We see the I I, I looked at everything this weekend because I wanted to get a feel for what was happening with the community so that, you know, Danny and I could hone the questions into the most concentrated ones for what we wanted to ask, and I just want to say that this character meant a lot to a lot of different types of people, and um, it's a testament to your heart that people connected so much with this oh. character, and so I just want to say we're we're going to miss him, but I can't wait to see what happens next. If it's this week, if it's a couple months down the line, I don't know, but... I'm- I'm excited for what comes
5: next but I'm really I'm really you.
3: <laughs> We've known each other for a long time. We've played a lot of games together and I want you in every game I play. Oh yeah, dude. For sure. I was for
6: doing sure. okay
2: until you fuckers started. <laughs>
3: Sorry, dude. God
6: damn it. <laughs> I'm <Like>, really
2: <laughs> mad at both of you. Uh,
1: I spent before I cried rules. <laughs> uh. Uh. Man, well, yeah. That's it. That's all the time we have for tonight. Um Stick around for Talk to Mocking After Dark, Critical Role, Campaign 2, episode 27, airs this week. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Taliesin. Thank you, guys, for all the great questions and support and love. Please, 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 this week, more than any, don't forget to love each other. And don't worry, it's almost Thursday. Good night, everybody. Love you, Tal. I
5: love
1: you, too. Welcome (laughs) back, guys. Allison.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great to see it from the other side. Uh, yeah. And that, and that, night oh, that it sucks when it happens to you. You get this
1: every Thursday night. Every someone Thursday, yells out right some obscene. Uh, that, was, that was
5: PG, man. I gave you something. <laughs> yeah, PG. it was PG. It's almost worse.
3: Yeah, Liam, no, it's it's somehow more effective sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: I, yeah. I can see that.
3: Yep. Well, we're gonna.
1: Answer a few questions from the Alpha chat, and then Matt, we're gonna rush you over via the helicopter. Um, Shogun1332, Matt, how do you feel about the comparisons between
3: Lorenzo and Negan from The Walking Dead? I've gotten this a bunch over the past week, and uh, I I stopped watching the show after third—I think it was third or fourth season. It Mm. was—it was when they kind of had ruined the Governor character for me because I'd read the comics through the Governor's arc, and I was like, "Oh, such a great villain!" And I just—I got so angry that they did. I stopped watching. Um, so I don't know the character Negan, but I I know of him because people have I've heard other friends on Twitter back like a year ago be like, oh my god, he's such a terrible person. So I guess that's good. Yeah, right. So I mean, I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah, I hope that's I, cool. I, I if, as long as Negan's a, a good villain, I'll 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 happily accept the comparison. Yeah, yeah. If he's not, then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate him, but. Not
1: because he's a bad guy, just because I think he sucks. Oh there you go. <laughs> uh Talison, 7924, who out of the nine would you want to see in Molly's coat? Mm. <laughs> wow.
6: It'd be funny on not.
5: It would be funny on not. I, I think I think I think Bo has earned it of anybody, but
4: mm.
5: why? Um of anybody, Bo's the one who needs to lighten up a little fucking bit. So, um, not, yeah. yeah, that's not not's problem. Uh, yeah, and that's Caleb is never going to lighten up, and that's okay. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and Jester doesn't need anything, and and I don't think Ford needs it. I don't think anybody else needs it. So, well, he'd get it all wet,
1: it <laughs> <laughs> would just run, it'd be terrible. And then when he went in water, it'd get even more wet. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, Ashley. Serafin Dreams asks, there's been a history of party members stealing from guests. How tempted is Keg to steal Not's never-ending flask? Oh my god. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, just to
3: bring it around the other way? Oh.
1: God.
6: I actually didn't think about it up until this point, but now I feel like, <laughs> yeah. the revenge plots now aside, it's just gonna be about trying to get Not's flask. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, ab- I'm abandoning this dramatic narrative that we have yes. <laughs> that we have shaping up. The sub story
3: we developed weeks ago is that actually she's trying to kill off each member of the ninety nine until it's just not, just to take the
6: flask. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: No Sorry. interest in what? the uh, <laughs> giant lollipop,
1: just the flask. Just the flask. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt Mesterazzi asks, uh, was a TPK a possibility if some rolls went a different way, or were you pu- uh,
3: purely, Lord have Merciful? Uh, I. I mean, if if they all just kept running into their weapons, <laughs> yeah. But I knew I knew the players were smarter than that, and there would have been a point where either they just had would have had to flee, or they would have had to, to do what Keg did and, and try and stop it. You know, it it, 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 had, it was in the process of becoming a death spiral, and because uh, they were locked in, they they would have just fled north if they had the opportunity. The carts and just fired off, you know, until they like, managed to get away from you guys. Like any, you know, bandits or you know, people who are doing illegal work would do in, the, in that area. Um, so yeah, it would have it relied on the players and their actions at that point. Whatever mm. they did was going to affect that. And I was part of my nerves getting worse and worse. Was like, this is this is the scenario I built. I have to now see it through. Mm. So no, don't say sorry. It makes that's it makes, why I love the game. Like the game
4: yeah.
1: But yeah. you know,
3: shit like this happens. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you don't have to answer this question because I know there's some some moments between you guys or between all of us that are meant that we are okay with sharing. There's some moments that we want to keep just between us. Um, but uh, Little Red Ten asks, "What did Liam say to you when he left the table?" I don't know when. When did Liam say it? Well, like, well what? he left. He left right after you. Right after you died, and I'm pretty sure it was to go. Pour a fuck ton of water into his mug. I have no idea. What I, I, I have no so you idea. were just off the, you weren't even. So he, you guys didn't have an exchange back there when he not went out. Not that I there. remember, other than like, yeah, that happened. You know, like, yeah. yeah, he was still, yeah. Yeah. What was it like after the show?
5: I uh, got not to be too dark, but yeah, I went home. Fetal cried a bit. Yeah, and then and like literally, I cried in bed, and then eventually the sun started rising, and I realized. You probably needed a new character by like the end of Friday, Saturday. <laughs> and I didn't have the slightest idea of what to do. <laughs> so.
1: In the last campaign, um, that stuff started to come up a lot about backup characters and things like that because shit was getting really heavy. Who well, he was
5: my backup character
1: but from last game From
5: last campaign, <laughs> yeah. That I started right after Percy died. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like, hmm, I'll start working on that one. And then I just have never got around to doing anything else.
1: It's so early still, you know, twenty six episodes in. Awesome. Did you, you? just didn't really think about it. No, I was ride. like, I'll get around to that. I'll start having some
5: ideas. It was very about clear, that.
3: by the way, that you guys are low level, and shit's real dangerous in oh, yeah, those you're, low levels. You might want to think of a backup character. You, you're, so you're, I have no I, no, I have no sympathy for you for not putting you, any you thought made, to you that. made, you made that very, very clear. clear. <laughs> you made that very clear. Uh,
5: and no, I and I came up with something in about. 13 14 hours I'm after and excited. Yeah, something something I'm very I'm very happy with. So That's very funny. happy with.
1: Um, we all know that this Thursday's episode was the first one in our new studio here.
3: Yeah, what um, a way to kick it off. Yes, Nothing Seriously. like a blood
1: sacrifice. Matt and Talison you guys will love this question from uh, Ish Mish Mish. Now that the new studio has had its blood sacrifice, mm-hmm, <laughs> do you think it will remain uh, sated or will it demand
3: more, thus becoming an ever-growing maw of terror and or annihilation? <laughs> I, I think it's sated and wonderful and a very gracious and benevolent entity that it's allowed us into its space, and I'm very excited for the for the the symbiotic relationship we're developing to tell these stories. <laughs> oh, great entity of the studio! This is what
5: we get for taking down the photo of Tupac.
3: That is, actually, we did take down that's the photo true. of Tupac photo
5: in the lobby. Tupac, we're paying the price.
6: Is it? Are you saying it's Tupac?
5: I think it's the ghost of Tupac. I think it's the
1: ghost <laughs> <novel laughs> of Tupac. Yeah. Or Tupac's
2: manager.
1: Yeah. Or the probably, ghost yeah. of Tupac's Tupac manager. manager. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the name of my <laughs> second novel. <laughs> Um, I think that should the studio rise up and demand another blood sacrifice, we can all agree that should be Max. Right? I'm just saying. I will volunteer willingly. I I was about to say, he's big and hard to kill.
5: If we've established anything, it is hard to kill Max. That's true. true. We do know that. Fire does not burn him. Resistant
1: (laughs) to fire damage. (laughs) uh, Force damage. Force damage, Damage. Piccolo Pete damage. Uh Um, Shut you, up
4: and
5: do the show! You're help of us all.
1: <laughs> Making fun of you is the show, Max. Uh, Mercy Me asks, Ashley, uh, will Keg eventually grow a full beard?
6: Uh, is, there, is there some sort of timeline for how dwarves tend to grow, how fast their beards tend to grow?
3: I think it depends, just, just, just like anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, dwarf beards, I think, grow a little quicker and thicker than most, mm-hmm. so. Uh,
6: I don't think she's going to be worrying about shaving. As yeah. much. You yeah. think she's a little upset. A little preoccupied with. A little, preoccupied <laughs> yeah, a little with, preoccupied. Um, yeah. You may
3: start seeing a Vengeance beard coming in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, a I, I, shave, beard. I shave when I'm
5: upset, so that's okay. Oh,
6: yeah. really?
3: It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like the, the gift of Henry Henry Kevill in the uh, Mission Impossible, You're just like, <clears throat> the beard gets
6: stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh my God.
6: Vengeance Beard is the name of my first novel. <laughs> oh,
1: <yeah. laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandibar asks me, Brian, what was Ashley's reaction? Um, so we watched it. Uh, We we watched it, it was over, she in typical fashion leaned forward on the couch like this and she was just looking down and I was expecting a deluge of tears, that came later, but first she looked over at me and she goes, I'm going to kill that motherfucker. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you probably will use <laughs> this is like a revenge tale to end all revenge tales set in motion i feel like i mean matt said at the end of the game like man you guys now have a formidable villain for this yeah. campaign that is a personal personal attack like yeah That's bad it, bad, news bears. bad news bears bad news bears um Tallison mm. C.M. Griffith, thirty-five, asks, "How do you think Yasha will react oh, when man. she finds that she has lost such an important com- companion in her life? We don't know a lot about her character, but it seems as though Molly and Yasha had quite a trust and friendship. We did, and that's not going to go well. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, I'm almost glad she wasn't on the show for Me that night too. because she may have act reacted just yeah, actually. emotionally in that moment and tried, and who knows what could have happened to yeah, me. That been.
3: Bad. Oh god, that would have, oh, that would have been awful. Yeah, yeah,
4: been really
3: was... bad. Yeah, no, right. a rage-based barbarian like her in that moment and a throw of anger and passion, sh- yeah, there would not have been a parlay.
4: <sighs> Fuck.
3: I didn't even think about yeah, that. that would have been that really bad. That's,
1: yeah, that's heavy shit. That's, that's uh, no. Move next question.
6: <laughs> uh, Ashley
1: Shadowstorm Zero asked, "What was your favorite character interaction from the episode?" <laughs>
6: <laughs> definitely when uh, when uh, Nott and I were trading secrets yeah. was definitely my favorite. Yeah, Sam is so fucking funny, he and is. him saying he was a good dancer was the perfect thing he could have possibly <laughs> said. Um, but a close second is was uh, Beau asking me how my day was. Yes. Pretty excellent.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I I will say I really, really enjoyed too uh, Keg and Bo's first meeting because it's just it's just like when the unstoppable force meets the (laughs) unstoppable force, and like, what's your name? No, what's your name? No, what's it was just like this. Nothing was gonna ever get done. Nobody was gonna accomplish anything. It was beautiful. My incredible
2: recap this week. Is it? Yeah. Oh, Oh,
3: good. My
1: initial reaction, I was so angry that the first thing I wanted to do Thursday night was tweet Matt Colville and say, "Are you fucking happy now?" <laughs> because the night of the finale of the last campaign, he tweeted, "Matt, please kill one of your player characters tonight." And he had, you know, talked openly yeah. about how you know important that is. And I always just wanted to be like, "Are you fucking happy now? <laughs> Look at how
3: great it went when he killed a guy. It's exact, you know." But yeah, I, I, I have, I've killed many player characters. They're just they're. You know, there are scenarios in which you can turn that around and yeah. especially at the higher levels. And um, you know, you have to be creative to still keep the stakes up and, and I know there's a lot of people that are the purists that are like, you know, the game is DM versus player or like, you know, the point of the game is to almost I'm like, I disagree. Yeah. Uh, I feel the threat should be there and realistic play it out when it does happen but I I don't feel that that's the driving force of the fun of the game, at least not for my players. Mm -hmm. And it's different for every table. Some people really love that kind of meat grinder, you know, we all make characters to die and see how far we can get in the dungeon. It's classic, old-school D&D. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not the way we play. I'm not
5: a big believer that life is a thing that we survive every day. Yeah!
1: Mm -hmm. None of us have
3: that in real life. Why do we have to
1: to do that in the game, you know? Someone asked, uh, Taliesin Swaddle, why were you smiling when Molly was being killed? Um, that is, A, that is Molly's
5: reaction to everything, so I was still in Molly character. That's also, to be fair, my I I am a, I'm a nervous smiler. Um, anytime my life is threatened or something terrible happens, I tend to get very focused and grin. Um, it, is, it is, I've discovered it is actually a very good survival trait. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. is is I have had knives pulled on me and I just smile and start giggling, and I'm like, I'm terrified I'm going to piss myself, but this, this at least I know, is making them go, what the fuck is wrong with you?
1: Yeah, I'm this like, guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. having the reaction I was hoping yeah, to
5: no, it is, Yeah, I know, it is my standard panic reaction. It's to smile, make eye contact, and grin. Thank you for not telling people it was me that pulled the knife, <laughs> on you're <laughs> welcome. <wall. laughs> um, to be fair, it was a very small knife.
1: It's a <laughs> paring knife, it was just a silver paring knife. It's a very nice silver pen. Yeah, guy. sure. Small <laughs> knife. I'll show you after, see how good your memory is. Matt! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, I love you so much. I'm sorry, Ashley. <laughs> no, I love it. It's really uh, That's why we're friends. <laughs> Septus Unsealy, Matt, uh, did killing Molly feel bittersweet in the revenge sense, considering Talisman killed you in the first vampire
3: game? <laughs> I didn't even think about that.
1: Well, I mean, was that the one where you guys were leaving for your honeymoon that
3: night? No, I did. I mean, like, yeah, should we? I mean, like you and Marisha, we had an arrangement. Yeah, we we had to go because we were off leaving for our honeymoon or to to finish
5: prep for our wedding. And I and I gave you, I gave you, I gave you a meta narrative that only you would know. Yeah, which was I made you a clan that you knew, like an obscure clan that I knew you would know would be extremely susceptible to sunlight.
4: Yeah,
3: so we didn't know the circumstances of it. We told Taos, like. Somehow in the narrative we have to yeah. get out at a certain point, and and I didn't know it was going to be turning us to, to dust sure. or living fungus. But, uh, made me really but, happy. That, but but that's part of the you know you still want some mystery as a player even if you have to step out of a, of the narrative. Um, so no, it wasn't a vengeance thing. I, I haven't thought about that until you brought it up. Mm-hmm. To me, I was too caught up with just no. the, yeah. the emotions of, of that whole experience and that that outcome. And
1: how petty would you have to be? <laughs> how <laughs> fucking hey, remember that one shot last year? Fuck you, bro. <laughs> the stream goes down on Thursday. I'm like, that's what you get. <laughs> Throw some dust some on the ground <laughs> from like
5: six years
3: ago. To be yeah, fair,
5: how many years ago was, was oh, the first true. time you killed one of my player characters?
3: Uh, well, I killed you once, like in a one-shot back at Sean's place. Sure, that, and the then dude when ranch,
5: there was the stuff we did in, in Meltdown, but like then there was the one that we were like in the yeah, main the, game.
3: Yeah, the main game was that would have been 2000, and I want to say. 12? Oh man. Yeah, 2012, six years ago.
6: You guys Jesus. have killed each other so much. Yes. How neat. Nice. It's, so it's the
3: makings of a great friendship. It is. It's
5: fun. <laughs> killing, killing your friends is fun. Well, <laughs> not good advice. <laughs> not good advice. Yeah. on graph paper. Fictionally he's he's joking. If anything, guys. Like everything on
1: graph paper. <laughs> um, all right, got to wrap up here because we got to get Matt out of here. Uh, CD88 asks everyone, including Brian, what's the best lie you've ever told? I've never told a lie. Whoa, are you blinking over here? That's Jesus the best Christ. Lie I've ever told, right there.
6: <laughs> I don't.
1: The best lie you've ever told.
6: I'm pretty atrocious at, at lying, to I be honest. Actually, so um I actually don't Mine
1: was uh I can make that court date. No, I that's, <laughs> that's really, I can, I convinced, I convinced a
5: roommate of the existence of a of Jinkies Wilma, the pirate queen, once. But in, in our defense, me? we were really stoned. You so, did? Oh my god! Yeah, that's lie I can say that. <laughs> that's that's right. the best lie I've ever heard. Yeah, J- Jinkies, Wilma, Jinkies Wilma, the pirate queen.
3: Wow.
5: Yeah, including like having other roommates come in. They're like, "Have you ever heard of Jinkies Wilma?" And He'd been listening. and was, "Oh, the pirate queen." Look.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't intentionally tell lies, but I, I feed on gullibility. Like, mm. if somebody, I'll say something as a joke that that cannot possibly be true, and if somebody goes, "Really?" Then you'll just keep. Then going. I will. I will. Going. I will rearrange their reality <laughs> to fit this. This impossible truth, and and let it hang until eventually somebody else breaks it for me, or I feel bad and break down. Until You're like, them, I'm like I'm just fucking. It's fucking. Like, it's not <laughs> <Stop, stop
5: laughs> oh, yeah. lying. It's lying. giving the truth and some nice embroidery. Kind so, of. Is. Yeah. Someone asked if this was your funeral suit. Yes. Well, this is well, we this talked is, about in the
1: lobby, Jim Henson.
5: Yeah, because because I, I have a the, I started wearing black when Jim Henson died. That was my goth moment. Was Jim Henson died? I wore black to school and never stopped. That's the gothiest reason to become goth. <laughs> it is, and then but the thing is, at the Jim Henson funeral, you couldn't wear black. Yeah, because so he, had, he had a thing, and like thing, that yeah. was part of the deal. Was like if you went, if you actually went to the real funeral, you couldn't. So this Wait, did was you
1: go to the funeral. Oh, I wish no. Oh, okay. But like this is this is the most. Well, I don't know. You've been alive for two thousand years. Yeah. I, I've been looking.
5: <laughs> I've been looking for an excuse to wear this shirt again. So I was just like, this is the most obnoxiously Molly shirt I own. You, so, look, amazing. you look amazing. You look fucking fantastic. Dude. And these, I never wear these shoes enough.
4: Those shoes are no, incredible. You know. Yeah.
1: I know yeah, I love them. I don't get to wear them often. Got it. So. Next time we go to Booty, we'll put those on.
5: Yeah, they're, they're not great dancing shoes, but they are good, like going out shoes. I'll wear them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, no. You can wear them on your ears because they're really tiny. Yeah. I'll wear them on my ears. Um, that's it. Yeah. That's all the that time we mean? got. Uh, if you guys are on Alpha, which you are, uh, come back in half an hour and see Matt on Nine Wisdom. Yeah. I don't know what's in store for me there. I'm oh, kind of boy. scared. Hey. Those guys are really dumb.
6: <laughs>
1: they're both. Idiots, but that's the point of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley, we'll see you Thursday. See Thursday. Talison, we'll see you soon. Oh yeah, see you. See, can I, can I say?
5: Yeah, at
3: some point. When it depends, it depends on when it gets around to the narrative moment.
5: I'm, I'm into. Yeah, whenever you need me back in, I'm, I'm ready. I'm really excited. It's cool. all about weaving things in organically versus like yeah. yeah. So yeah.
3: Whenever Talison comes back in, he'll come back in.
5: He'll it's gonna back. be nice.
1: I'm really excited about this character. I'm excited. I've seen really really cool. the art and I'm happy. It's really cool. I'm very that's happy.
4: Great. It's so cool.
1: We love you guys. Thanks for the support. Thanks for watching. We'll see you Thursday. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talks Machina airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time.